0: Hello, and welcome to The Fizzle Show. Yeah! This is The Fizzle Show, our chance to help freelancers, creatives, and indie entrepreneurs by sharing the nuts and bolts, the noots and boots of building a small business that actually works. Basically, let's make great stuff and get paid. Every Friday, we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself doing something you care about, so let's get into this one. Your hosts are Barrett Brooks, Steph Crowder, Corbett Barr, and me, Chase Reeves. I'm probably the most important on that list. It's just kind of a from looking at me especially since they're all in the room with me and I can just talk and try to make them giggle I'll, con- I'll keep going here uh, we run fizzle.co it's a website full of training courses to help you run a small business and more importantly this is where you're going to find a community of entrepreneurs a community of people like you who understand what it's like to try to build something it's not like your Uncle Terry who's just sitting around going yeah, how's your blog going <laughs> your blog is a dumb idea You have bad ideas. I don't know why you try stuff. Don't we're not Terry. This is a safe place. Fizzle.co. You can try your first five weeks free on us when you go to fizzle.co slash try five. All right, in this episode, what if you could start a business today that actually interests you? Not a lame business. Not something your parents would say sounds like a decent idea, but something that, that excites only someone like you. And what if I told you that working on that crazy sort of just-for-you business idea might lead to more success faster than the more generic sort of this-will-probably-work kind of business idea? Well, in this episode, we tell the story of a fizzler who did literally both of those kinds of businesses, and we share what happened in each. The results are a little bit like a punch directly into the gut. In this hour of the podcast, we share Chris's story, the reasons behind the results, and several eye-opening examples of non-obvious business ideas. So, you know, and you know you should be subscribing to this show on iTunes. You're, you're subscribing, right? And you're, so you can listen to it on the go. You are, right? Yeah, I thought so. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. Follow along at home at fizzleshow dot co slash one twenty-nine. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any
1: gaps.
2: You guys, Hi. uh are you ready? Corb, Chase, Corb are Dog's you ready? Mi- Corb, Corb Dogs is mischievous today. How do I
1: uh how do I sound, you guys? <laughs> you sound really good, Corbett. Did you guys know that I'm on an SM seven B Sure. This is a legendary vocal microphone.
0: Uh, Legendary performance. It
1: has unmatched performance, actually. Unmatched? Legendary sound. Oh, my. Unmatched performance. Just thought (laughs) you guys would like to know that. And here we are at the Fizzle Show just nailing
0: unmatched performance, legendary sound.
1: We have such uh, legendary sound you guys. So we're going to get into
0: a big conversation today. First, let's do a little uh, how's your father? Uh for me, I've been buying a lot of microphones, like very expensive including, microphones including this one, and testing them and uh and very interested in in the results that I've found from them, which will be published shortly. Uh so all of you podcasters out there, just a little a little trick or a little uh, little myth busting for you. You don't have to buy the spending mics. We're going to have some tri- Ticks and trips. Ticks and trips.
2: Woo! Yep. Trip
0: and ticks. <clears throat> Grab some trips and ticks for your own personal needs. Uh, so that's why Corbett's on an SM7B. I just got back from FinCon. FinCon was a great conference. I recommend it to anybody, especially if you're in the personal finance space. But also if you're just looking to be a blogger or a podcaster, there's just mostly like, it seems like most of the people there were in personal finance, but really the, the, the focus of the event is about, you know, how do we make media online? How do we grow an audience? How do we do all of this stuff and so that was valuable and, and good and got to hang out with a, with a bunch of great people um uh one of my favorite is uh steph halligan is this ah. a shout out to you steph hey steph just the best give her a plug let's give her a plug uh what's her url
3: steph is at art to self.com
0: art to self.com look at this this is great and that kind of gets us into a little bit of the topic today if there's any anybody else have uh, some updates some how's your father going on
3: I mean, I'm in Portland this week. Oh. And it's fun. We should out probably with the mention. Crew. Here
0: we are all in the same room together. And
3: I have a new favorite flavor of LaCroix. Now we're
1: all here.
2: <laughs> That's <laughs> newsworthy. Yeah, we're truly all here now. We are.
1: We are. You know, yeah. Uh-huh. Steph has a little bit of a, a problem with LaCroix. No. I do.
3: There's a difference
0: between a problem and a solution.
3: Right. She and I think
0: LaCroix is a solution, is yeah. solution. to a problem. Uh, so if you're if not if you're not familiar with the listener, LaCroix is uh, God's gift to uh to the afternoon. It is <laughs> just this fizzy water with the
1: slightest little taste of mm-hmm. like some sort of thing. Some supposedly natural flavors. They've mm-hmm. got
0: uh they've got a lot of flavors. One of my favorite is pomple mousse.
1: Some natch flavors, Some Excuse natch me. flaves snatch. toad snatch that way
0: uh-huh huh, pompelmos all right which uh, which is very good now you've recently found mango mm-hmm. you love it
3: i'm in love and i think lacroix should sponsor this podcast
0: i think uh, in fact they are so if listeners <laughs> want to go to lacroix.biz you can actually get 10% off your order of fizzle.co uh, oh. by trying <laughs> some fizzly lacroix try fizzle.co/try5 they should have a f- you can a fizzle get fizzle flavor yeah yeah lacroix is actually sponsoring free memberships for 5 weeks for Fizzle, anybody anybody who listens to the show that wants to try a Fizzle membership and they can get five weeks for free from Fizzle if they go to fizzle.co slash try five. Mm. Pretty incredible.
1: Okay, oh, so you were completely joking and then suddenly you got like. Yeah.
0: No, I'm just really glad that LaCroix, like LaCroix is one of my favorite things. So that, the fact that they're sponsoring us to just get more people into <laughs> Fizzle, uh, if you like LaCroix and if you like the Fizzle show and if you're trying to grow an online business, well, let me tell you folks, LaCroix has got your back. And they're helping you get into Fizzle five weeks for free.
2: Fizzle.com like slash
1: try five. I feel like you're really violating some sort of <laughs> rule or something? Well,
2: de- that's debatable. That's debatable. I mean, if, yeah. if Trump can you do know, it, can't I? If you had just read the marketing guidelines, Chase, you would know that you're really screwing this up right now. Uh, and, what,
0: what, what are the marketing guidelines? I made them up. Doesn't it seem like something I would create, though?
1: Mm
0: hmm. No, mar- like the Fizzle marketing guidelines? Correct. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You are making those up. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, okay. So let's get into our our our, our talk for the day then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph, take it away. Tell us what we're talking about.
3: Okay. So today we're talking about a really awesome little case study from a fizzler named Chris. And I'm gonna in a second I'll read the post that Chris put in the Fizzle forums, telling us about these two different businesses that he is running. And he actually does a great job comparing the results from the two different sites. So I'll just mm-hmm. read this. I've been running online passive income journey for 10 months. The Fizzle crew always rolls their eyes when somebody else shows up with a follow your passion or make money online blog and with good reason. It's an overcrowded niche full of experts and a newbie will have a heck of a time being heard. Well, I didn't listen either. I mostly created the blog as a record of what I'm doing and a way to practice so I don't feel like a complete noob when I start blogging in a niche where I can make an impact and where I actually know what I'm talking about and have some level of credibility that I could squander with too ham-fisted a launch. So I finally launched Sale Mentor a month ago, and what a difference. So just to break this down for a second, Chris had this first website called Online Passive Income Journey, where he was kind of documenting what it's like to make money online, and then he launched his website called Sale Mentor. He wrote a post with a table to compare the results of months 3 through 10 combined of Online Passive Income Journey, and he compared that to the first month of Sale Mentor, Sale Mentor blew the doors off my older site. In fact, I already have six times as many subscribers, and I made my first dollar on launch day. And I'm pretty sure that he hasn't made any revenue from online passive income journey so far. So he made his first dollar on launch day of the new site. Now, Sale Mentor isn't some sort of huge success or anything, but it's getting real traction, and I can actually promote it on social media without being shouted down by all others doing the same. I thought it was a really interesting case study in the difference it makes to be credible in your niche and choose the right niche.
0: Oh, I love this. Okay, so let me let me. I think I'm hearing this right. He he started a, a website ten months ago called uh, Online Passive Income Journey, documenting his journey for how to how to start an online business or do some find some passive income. Yada yada yada. It's like you know, kind of a common niche to a lot of us in the blogging space because. One of most of us who want to become bloggers start talking about becoming bloggers as a way to make a blog about blogging. <laughs> it's like this Arubaros sort of thing. So we did that 10 months ago. Uh, and then he di- he launched his sailing website basically one month ago. And so on the website that it, he wrote a blog post about this, and I'll put this in the show notes he has a little chart that, that shows the difference between these two. Again, online passive income journey has been, uh, at the time that, that he made this chart, it was going for seven months. And then the sailing website was going for one month. Okay. Page views, uh, basically uh, 5,000 5, versus 1,000. Okay. Sailing more than that on, income. Online passive income. Now, now Barrett, tell me, there, how does this make sense? Because there's so many more people searching for uh business related things than than search than sailing related things true
2: so there's this site called wait this is a little aside real quick to set this up so there's this little site called wait but why where this guy writes these really in-depth posts that i think are super interesting but uh anyways in his super long form post he has these little things called blue boxes where he'll explain a concept that's Necessary to understand for the content, but not part of the actual content, if that makes sense. So this is a little blue box on SEO for three seconds. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, when you're doing keyword research to find out what people are searching for online, you kind of want to find an intersection of medium to high volume search terms. In other words, words that people type into a search engine to find content that they're looking for with low competitiveness. So competitiveness is calculated by how many people... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Say that again really quick. I was getting confused. So you want high traffic, basically, for certain keywords that you're trying to write. So for for example, sailing. Online passive income or sailing. Exactly. So those might be keywords that someone would type into a search engine to say, learn sailing or make money online. Mm -hmm. So those are two phrases people might type in, right? And so when you go do keyword research, you find out, how many people search for those terms over the course of a time period, and then how competitive it is to rank for them or to advertise against those keywords. Okay. So typically when you find a term that is mid to high traffic, uh, and mid to low competitiveness, those are things where you might be able to show up in the search engines. And and so this is, what tool are you using?
0: You Google's AdWords? This is,
2: yeah, an AdWords keyword
0: planner. Okay, so the keyword planner in Google AdWords is a free thing that you can log in, and so right. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. So you'll search for a term, and it'll say, oh, this term it gets, you know, a- online business or passive income. Oh, this term gets, you know, 60,000 searches so, a month. So
2: as an example, the term earn money online gets 74,000 searches a month at the time we record this, and it's very high competition. And then sailing as a term, just the word sailing, gets 60,500 searches a month, and it's low competition. Okay. So at the most basic level of keyword research, if you look at these two, kind of earn money online versus sailing, the competitiveness is drastically different but the search volume is not that different. I mean, 60,000 versus 74,000, either way, that's a lot of traffic. Okay, got it. So
0: you're seeing in in these two, this is something that people who do, quote, niche websites or things like that spend a lot of time thinking about. Finding something that is not very competitive. There's not a lot of other sites out there to to battle against to get the eyeballs and hearts of the people searching for these things. Right. So between passive income, uh, you know, making a business online, all this sort of stuff, wildly competitive. Right. And sailing is not very competitive.
1: Yeah. And not only that, but there's also the, to me, the sophistication of the competition. Exactly. So, because you're talking about online business, these people obsess over SEO. Yeah. So they're going to be really good at it. Yeah, not yeah. only is there going to be a lot of players, yeah. but they're going to be some of the most sophisticated players, probably the most. Yeah, makes sense. So that's,
2: that's the other big factor, right? If we just kind of close out this little bubble on SEO is once you've found data like this, then you want to go look and you type in sailing, for example, into your search engine on global results, not personalized results, and see the authority or the perceived authority that uh, the sites at the top have. Yeah. So if you look at the first page and you see that, like, earn money online is Inc., entrepreneur, fast company, you know, smart passive income, all these big, huge names. Very established. Exactly. You can make a pretty safe bet that you're not going to knock them off by starting today, at least not anytime soon. So that's kind of how the second step of that process.
0: So the other metrics that he has here tracked for these two sites, uh, online passive income journey. Uh, average time on page about 3 minutes uh, sailing website average time on page about 3 minutes 15 seconds a little bit of benefit there online passive income journey mail list subscribers 11 that's in 7 months uh, sailing website uh, mailing list subscribers 59 that's in 1 month mm-hmm. right so it's like it's it's like it's it's hard to cuz what we should do is divide all of these mailing so mailing list numbers divided by 7 11 divided by seven equals he got 1.5 subscribers in the time that his sailing website got 60 subscribers. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and then gross income, online passive income, $0 in seven months. Sailing website, $35 in, in one month. Right. Right. Just a great, like, like, so what I love about this story, and you could hear it in his voice kind of when I remember when the forum thread came up, came across, and then as I'm reading this post, how he's talking about, um, I don't know. Just the way. Have you guys ever tried to do something where you like didn't really know how to do it, and you're like, but you like know that that's the name of the game. You fake it till you make it, Mm -hmm. and you just kind of do it. And uh, he, (laughs) the way that he talks about the sailing website, and in some ways the little pieces of of copy that I've read on the sailing website they just seem so much more like, well, here's what I know I can tell you about sailing. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, I know I can tell you this, that, and the other. Whereas, whereas online stuff, it's like, any kid can kind of go do a lot of research and figure out how to use Keyword Planner and do all these things so you can go like, well, I know all the right answers, even though you, you haven't built a thing right. yet. You know what I yeah. mean? The,
1: the thing that really struck me about this comparison is um, when we look at the online passive income journey, the types of articles that he's writing, they do feel very much like, somebody went and researched this information then put it together in an article, you know? Um, For the sailing website, when he lists the differences between the two, the key difference that stood out for me was for the sailing website, he says, I'm an active... I am active and have credibility and expertise in the sailing community. I've been on the largest sailing forum for four years and have seventeen hundred posts there. I own my own boat and am a certified offshore skipper. I've sailed from Vic- Victoria, <laughs> BC, to San Francisco and from Bermuda to near Halifax, nonstop.
0: Yeah, he's got so much. He's experience got some street that. cred there. So right? this he isn't. So about. part of me was thinking that maybe this is about personal interest—that mm-hmm. the thing that he likes more, like just personally, like kind of geeks out about more he has a little more like internal juice it's about. It's certainly part of,
1: part of it, But right? the other but,
0: part is definitely experience. Yes, Because he exactly. knows, because so I hear, I see two things, the personal interest going on and then the experience thing going on, right? So it's not just about like, what do you geek out about more? It's also about what do you geek out about? What have you been geeking out about and doing things about for a while?
1: Yep. I love that. And this always goes back to that Venn diagram where we talk about, you know, something you're good at, something you're interested in, and something people will pay you for. Yeah, yeah. The intersection of those three things is what you're looking for. Yeah. And with passive income, um, he was really missing the something I'm good at, yeah. right? This is something he's brand new. And mm-hmm. it turns out that the competition is really stiff there. Yeah, yeah, totally. And maybe competition should be another one of those those circles in that diagram. Yeah,
3: I also think that there's sort of a common mistake or maybe just assumption that Chris made early on. He actually says on on one page of his blog, Um, He has a post called Why I Decided to Blog About Online Passive Income. And he even mentions that he actually wanted to start the Sailing website first, but you can kind of tell that maybe he questioned it and wasn't sure if there'd be a market there, whereas he knew that people wanted to know about passive income. So I think a lot of people out there might resonate with the idea that I kind of know about something, but I don't know if anybody cares.
0: Yes. And this is my favorite thing in the whole world, though. Yeah. Is because every time I get, and we have a list of some examples of other of other businesses that are started out of kind of a personal interest uh, and and then I, whether they they had expertise when they started or whether that just developed as they kind of went, that it, my favorite businesses, the reason why I do Fizzle is not to start more people up doing how to start a business websites. It's not. It's because we're going to see a big boom of people doing, getting, you know, being like sneaker uh fetish people going like mm-hmm. yes like let me tell you all about sneakers and then being able to make a living doing their thing or any of those like little geeky things you know like like mashups or like like uh brain pickings how she just gets to go like i like to read books and i like to make the quotes from the books come alive and yeah. i like to tell people about the things that i'm reading and i found a way to do that for a living <laughs> do you know but like that's the, a dream and that's not
2: always going to happen And we're not saying that, but part of the problem with make money online or personal development or some of these other common topics that we always kind of poo poo is that everyone can have (laughs) experience with them because the second you learn something about passive income, quote unquote, or building a business online or whatever, then you can start writing about that. And so it's easy because you're learning about that as you go as well. And so you can just turn around and teach what you're learning so far to someone else. Same goes for personal development. We're all people. We're all human beings. We're all looking for ways to make our lives better as we see our lives and as we see better. And so, of course, it's easy to start a personal development blog or a make money online blog if you're into the idea of starting a business. That's what makes them so competitive and why so many people get attracted to that. Because we have this uh, article on the site about expertise. And really, when you're building a business, there's two sets of expertise. There's the how to build a business part, the businessy stuff. And then there's the what your business actually is expertise. And in this case, Chris has spent a bunch of time learning how to sail, not because he woke up one day like, my life's work and my passion is sailing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just going to decide that. He just ended up sailing a few times and kind of liked it and kept doing it. And all of a sudden he was a relative expert on sailing. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. So that's a, an important point to realize though, is that everyone can do personal development or online business as soon as they start focusing on. Yeah.
1: yeah and the, and the cool thing is now, um, you know, I, I look at his online passive income journey, maybe he even mentioned he didn't start it necessarily because he thought it was going to be this big thing, but right. partly because he wanted to get some experience under his belt. So it's yeah. kind of a training wheel site in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And we all have those. Yeah. We all did something. And, totally. and so that's fine. It's, and right, it served and a And he purpose. did
0: that for seven months or eight months before he started SailMentor. Really cool- and that was a big deal to have started somewhere so that he could just jump right into SailMentor.
1: And the really cool thing now is, like Barrett was talking about, there's these two forms of expertise. You know, He has sailed nonstop for great distances, and that puts him up there in the in the realm of sailing expertise. He's not the world's greatest expert, right. but he's a lot better than most. Um, however, in the world of sailing, when it comes to online business or business expertise in general, he's probably up there now because yeah, right. he spent like 10 months building this other yep, site.
2: Totally, totally. Yeah. And, and in some ways, at least for me, writing about that process of learning is how I solidify my own understanding of concepts. And so I'm not saying that that other site wasn't worth the time for Chris, it's probably just not going to be the thing that makes him a living today.
0: Today. It won't be in the next several months. But in five years, if he keeps that going while he's doing the sailing thing, right. there's absolutely room for, for him to have proven himself. Totally. And, and the, only thing, the only way you get there is just writing a bunch of crap between here and there.
1: And, and I just want to say, like, uh, my caveat always is that, yes, we like to encourage people to follow something that um, there's probably lower competition in. Maybe that they actually care about more and that they have more expertise in. But I'm never going to say that you absolutely should not start a personal development blog totally. yeah. or even a make money online blog or yeah. a travel blog or whatever, because we constantly see examples of people who really do care about it and really do have a unique aspect of you know whatever looking yeah. at it, yeah. and they are able to succeed. Yep, it's rare, but it does happen. So if you really care and you really you you've thought about everything and you're like, nope, I just really have to start a make money online blog. Yeah, well. Good luck. It may not work, but if you really care about it, then give it a shot. And Chase
2: put this so perfectly the other day. We were uh, talking about something. Wait, what did did I put perfectly? Tell me. (laughs) This doesn't happen often, so relish in this. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But he just said, you know, there's always going to be the five or ten personal development gurus or whatever that everyone pays attention to and everyone knows about and that are the rising stars or whatever. So there are always going to be those. And it's like a lottery. You know, someone's going to win. And you might be one of them. So you're right. Absolutely. Like, we're not saying it's not possible. We're just saying it's harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there kind of is always going to be those five leaders in every crowded space. Yep. Uh,
0: no matter how crowded it is. And if you work now in five years, you might be the leader for in five years, uh, one of those leaders. And who knows how long you get to enjoy that. But it's it's not yeah, going to be easy.
1: Yeah, and the question, like, you know, in, in this example, uh, Chris's example, the question is, like, how much stamina do you have? He worked on this for 10 months and didn't make a dollar.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, whereas he made at least thirty-five bucks, enough to yep. pay for a month of Fizzle, or enough to buy yeah. buy uh, maybe dinner for your spouse and yeah. show her that you actually are m- yeah. making something hey, of yourself. Hey, you're welcome, babe. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been so absent. Yeah. Uh, and another that
0: is another thing to say here is that um, you know he he has started a business uh, or he has started a website and he's made thirty-five dollars in a month. That's a that's a huge deal. And yet there's so much further to go for him, right? Yeah. He has to figure out the revenue streams that are going to work. What are people willing to pay for in this? What are the content that you need to be writing to get more traffic to the site?
1: And and we should say, he did mention in here, I don't know if it came up in, in Steph's opening, but um, he is using affiliate links and I assume it's like Amazon affiliates or something. Right? Um, he did mention that it's harder to find affiliates oh, sure. for something like this. But uh, the good thing is Amazon sells all kinds of stuff that would be useful to sailors and it kind of is, you know, one site that you can cover a lot of different problems. Yeah, but
0: with. this is also like a place that's like ripe for it. people are coming to your site because they're searching for how do I tie this kind of knot or how I, what do I need to bring on a, on a ocean, oceanic sailing journey or whatever the things that you're kind of focusing on right now. And there probably isn't a whole lot if, since there's such little competition in the space of, you know, really, really well done training or like decent human, like based training You know, on this thing, like, listen, a lot of people make this mistake. Don't do that. Do this over here. Like a handful of seven video series like that selling for $150. Mm -hmm. That's like, I'm totally glad I paid for this because once I saw it actually working, then it was like, oh, I I get it now. Right. Even if it's filmed by your friend on an iPhone.
1: And imagine like there probably isn't a whole lot of of that available. No. You you have to pay to go take lessons from somebody which costs a lot of money. So his
0: content is likely already teaching. So uh, so you take that teaching that you're already doing and you start wrapping it up in, into a kind of a, a course where it's like, listen, I don't want to go through your whole backlog. I don't want to do things onesie twosie. I want you to teach me like the 10 things that I need to know to sail Uh, a a hundred mile journey or whatever whatever a a thing like that very specific and of course
1: nothing is going to substitute in sailing for actual hands-on experience you're not just going to learn it in abstract and be an expert sailor yeah because
0: I guess that's another thing is most people are like that's another potential affiliate thing is like what there's there's you did sail training Corbett Corbett in San Francisco, right? So people
1: are doing that hands-on and training, it was thousands of dollars with a coach. And right? I wonder if there aren't schools that he could send referrals exactly. to. Exactly. And and this is the kind of thing where maybe there's not an official affiliate or referral program, right. but you could go contact sailing schools yep. and see if they'd be willing to. Throw in fact, you up. that makes
0: me think of this thing. I'll, I'll look for it to put it in the uh, in the show notes. There's this there's this silly like old, really old uh, Gary Vaynerchuk video where he's like, a lot of people are asking me, how do you make money? I wish I could do a good video. No, this is a good video. How do you make money? How do I monetize my site? And, And he goes like, here, I'll show you. Let's say you have like a, I don't know, like a beer, like a beer blog. So he does a search for like beer or like craft beer or something on Google. And then he looks at like the advertisements, the people that are advertising there. Well, one of them is a person that's doing like custom engraved like glasses and like wine bottles and like a handful of things like this. And so he just clicks on it and he calls them up. He's like literally live. He li- does it live. Yeah, he does it live. He's like, so I've got a, I've got a, I've got a blog for craft beer enthusiasts, and I'm working on growing the site right now. But I'm wondering if I get my traffic up high enough, would you be willing to do some sort of affiliate deal with me, or maybe advertise on my site? Yep. because I'm going to be targeting to- exactly the kind of people that would be perfect to buy your bottles and glasses right? Does that sound like a fit for you? And the guy's like, well, I don't know. You maybe send me the details or whatever. He's like, well, it just looks like you're already, you know, doing it on Google and all this other stuff. And the guy's like, well, like 10,000 people use Google. So it's like a lot more people than what are maybe on your website. But he just has a conversation. He's like, yeah, I totally understand. And I'll get you the traffic numbers once I get it all, all up. But if I prove to you that like, this is the kind of audience to 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 advertise in front of, would you be open to that? He's like, yeah, let me let me know when you get when you get there, kid. You know, you know what I mean? And and he just does it all live. And it's that that's that that sort of like that's what Gary's so great at is that that sort of hustle spirit right. of just like just get out and grab it, just go out and ask for it, just get on go like it's money. Just it, it, this is how business works. Right. And 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 I see I know some people that are that are just trained in that from such an early age because of how life was like for them they were providing for their family in a significant way at a really young age so it's the game is not about who am i and like what am i here on the world to dance about like i just want to dance i'm a ballerina no the game is make money and and do it as fast as possible because stuff's on the line that's the thing that i'm not trained in and that's the thing that we all have to be a little more trained in. If we're going to run a, a business, we got to go out and we got to actually ask for it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And we have to actually hustle for it. Some of the times, there's things that he's got on the sailing site right now. There's more ways he could potentially earn a little income. And if he was hungry as crap, if he really needed that, if he was convicted about like I need this money to yeah. do X, Y, and Z, and it's nice that that he probably isn't that pinched for the money. Well, and that's a,
1: co- that's something to really celebrate. The cool thing about a niche like this, and we've seen this with. Um, Great Northwest Wines, yeah, uh, a Fizzler's website. Um, that there are so few online sites to get to any size in some of these topics. Totally. That once you're relatively small, like five thousand people a month, you can probably approach advertisers. Yep. At Great Northwest Wines, they were able to get. Thousands of dollars worth of advertisement booked in the door within a few months of launching yeah, that thing. It's targeted because it's targeted to Northwest Wine, and there aren't very many sites right. that are targeted like that. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, it's really great. And you know, I love that hustle mentality uh, approach. And then also, you know, th- it fits into both of those statements. But Corbett was saying the other day we were talking about uh, a fizzler's business called uh, Mess Hall Cock- Cocktail Company, and she makes uh, bourbon soaked cherries cocktail cherries yeah and uh the fizzle team tried them the other week they're really really tasty and they're tasty oh yeah and uh we were talking about what kind of content we might create for a person like uh marianne who runs the business and corbett said on some level marianne just needs to go to whole foods and figure out how to get into whole foods in her region or whatever and it's that same mentality of hustling at some point that helps you expand outside of this like affiliate marketing yeah. marketing, or whatever is yeah. immediately apparent to you.
1: And this is the danger of creating a roadmap. And this is why we right. we um, struggled with it for a while. Because on some level, you can't be prescriptive about everything when you're building a business. And this is especially true for these smaller niche topics. Yeah, You're going to have to be inventive because you can't just follow the numbers. You can't just copy something, uh, what it, whatever someone else has done already. Right. Whereas in online passive income, you can go look at Uh, Pat Flynn and Chris Ducker and all these Mm -hmm. people who are big and just kind of do what they did and hope that it works out for you. In sailing, you're going to have to figure out, how am I going to track down advertisers? And maybe that scares some people and that's probably why there aren't a lot of businesses created in these really interesting topics because people are scared. There aren't other examples. They don't know if it's going to work out. Um, and I- at the end of the day, people just opt for what's already proven, what seems yep. easy. And that's why they do personal development and make, yep. money Yeah, I, I think yeah. that's
3: a really good point. And I was actually going to point that out. And this is something on Chris's site, but not to pick on Chris, cause I think this is something that a lot of people have gone through, but he even says that he hasn't, he was in that same post I referenced earlier, the one about why I started online passive income journey. He says, as I write this, I haven't even started the sailing blog yet. Instead, I'm learning day-to-day about setting up and running a blog and a community, and then I'll start the sailing blog because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a very common reaction, which is, I would love to talk about this one topic, but in a way, it's not as safe as, yeah. you know, I can write about making money online because I can see how other people do it. So I sure, think that's yeah. a common reaction that people have when they have a, a particular idea. Yeah. It's easier to go with something that's already been proven.
0: Yep. Okay. At the we're, we're at, at, After the quick break, word from our sponsors. We're going to come in. I'm going to tell you, I want to talk through these five examples Of uh of other sort of I don't know what I want to call these but uh I'm like I'm not like they're not lifestyle they're just like personal interest based they're just more interesting niches small businesses they're They're
2: small businesses with a good target market they're small
0: businesses with a unique with a unique one of those smaller like not like blown out and super competitive spaces totally yeah so let's take a word from our sponsor you know that feeling you get when you're (laughs) trying to build a business and you're not sure what to do next well. There's a cure for that, and here to tell you about it is MD Corbett Barr from the Business
1: Research Society. Corbett, to take it away. Well, you know, Chase, I'm uh, I'm glad that you brought this up. Uh, I'm very personally uncomfortable talking about my. Uh,
0: uh, uh, I I can't even name it. I'm so uh, embarrassed about it. Go take it away. It's a common problem that people have. And um, in fact, my wife and I we've talked about it quite a bit. <laughs> uh, which is why well, I'm glad you're going to pay, go for it. Yeah, see.
1: It's a common problem people have and after hours and hours of I mean, research, I'm not the
0: only one of my friends who has it either. You know, I have to say that I'm not the only person here who doesn't know like what to do next in their business. And I frankly, I'm 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 tired of being embarrassed by it. Go for it. Corbett, tell them.
1: Yeah, so after hours and hours of research on dozens and dozens of topics. I mean, I wasn't one of the people who you researched, but I personally feel like I would have been a good, uh, good, uh, I don't know, a- addition to the team. Uh, were you the kid in uh, elementary school who told that joke about Pete and Reed? Pete went to the store, yeah, yeah, Pete came yeah. out and who was left? <laughs> no, but, and I like, it's like so late in the day,
0: I'm just, I'm like trying to follow that. Uh, What's the uh, orange,
1: God. orange, I, orange, you glad I didn't Orange, say you glad banana? I didn't
0: say banana? Yeah. <laughs> No, but do tell me more about my... Because my dysfunction, it's very
1: private. Sure, okay, That's why you should go to fizzle.co slash try5 (laughs) and sign up. (laughs) So it's funny about... What's funny about... So I don't
0: know what to do next in my business. How can fizzle.co slash try5 help me?
1: So fizzle now (laughs) features the roadmap for independent entrepreneurs and creatives. And uh, if you head over to fizzle.co slash try5, you get access to the entire roadmap from start to finish. In fact... You could really dissect this thing and pick it apart and see if it's right for you for free in 5 weeks. You also get access to hundreds of training videos. Yeah. You get access to our very active community of other people including the five businesses that Chase is about to start talking yeah. about these people are inside of Fizzle right now, sharing what works and what doesn't work for them, commiserating about these problems Chase was just referring to. Uh, I'm very private about it myself, but I can understand why someone would be open
0: about it. In fact, it's it's admirable. It's something that I, I aspire to myself. And mm. that's
1: something you can do. You don't necessarily have to be open about it. You can just lurk and uh, and search for answers without yeah. having to post about your own business.
0: So, it's funny because uh, in someone's cancellation email, he uh, recently, a Fizzle can- at the end, when people cancel their Fizzle membership, which you can do at any time, there's a little exit survey if they choose to to fill it out they can do it and this guy we, we got into a little bit of conversation it was kind of it was kind of fun because he was like listen uh i've been doing it for a little while and finance is a little bit tough uh and um and to be honest i feel like i'm in like a stage a, a phase three kind of thing and i didn't feel like I, there was a lot of people that like in that advanced thing and i was like okay so let me let's do this tell me where you give me some details about your business i'll see if i can connect you with like a resource like a book or something like that that i know would be valuable for right where you are and then he told me exactly where he was and I was like, well, I'm real proud to say this, <laughs> that yeah. there's literally no better place for you to be than the growth stage of the, <laughs> of the Fizzle Roadmap because roadmap, there's a repeatable cycle that just continues to grow your reach every time you go around it like a flywheel until you finally escalate out of that and escape velocity kind of like now you get to choose. Am I going to? It rapidly accelerate my growth and head into the scale stage or am I going to keep doing this and just w- expanding my reach yeah. um, and other than that I did tell him like the book Traction is pretty good but mm-hmm. it's going to take you a lot longer g- to get through it's going to be a lot less action oriented than ours and that's what's so cool about the roadmap man that's why I was at FinCon I normally don't like you'll see me at a conference like people are like what do you do and I'm like uh, I'm on the internet this like I'm, I'm like an internet counselor <laughs> I don't talk about what, what we do like because I'm like I want this to just work for itself I want this to I want I want people to find the things in the real world where, where they're not... I, I don't know. I don't feel like a salesman for fizzle. But I was talking a lot about the roadmap because I'm fired up about it because I was talking to people about where they are in their business. I'm like, oh my God, you are in the first stage of phase two and you've got your work cut out for you. And I wish you had a place you can go or someone could tell you exactly what to do next. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, it exists. Let me tell you, the roadmap is like a virtual one-on-one coach that guides you through every stage of your business. It's like so fun to talk about because I mean, and I don't know how much you guys have gone through the whole thing because I got to synthesize and make like put the whole thing together. Because these guys were all writing it, and I was I was editing it and kind of making all the pieces fit. So for me, like it it, it is fundamentally a whole thing. It's been a revelation for it's, you. It's been a bit of a revelation, but I wouldn't say that that has made me more open with my own dysfunction. That's something that I do like to keep a bit private, at least for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> Barrett was just Barrett just gets confused uh, From time to time And starts laughing I think that's how he feels about uh, There's a song called The Tron song That's uh, like our favorite no, song no. <laughs> Tell you then chap What do you say We get going here again uh, No I kind of want to talk About the Tron song <laughs> A little bit So <laughs> the Tron song Is literally the best song In the world And everybody knows it But Barrett Because it makes him realize That all of life Is a little bit meaningless And so he it goes It makes Barrett feel
1: Very uncomfortable yeah. mm-hmm. That's
0: the way my wife is With like anything deep sea like anything deep sea she's like i can't watch this i can't watch this like there's no grounds for the the universe like like, yeah like she's like all of life is an accident and and i can't watch this anymore (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's talk about some other examples of these sort of personal interest businesses or just like businesses that are
2: actually working but but they came from seeing an opportunity and hold on i don't want we're like creating this, this stigma around them already. We're using language that suggests okay. that these are the exception, that these are like these little things over here on the side that we're going to look at this one time. Damn it, these are real businesses. These yep. are the businesses yep. people should be building. You're these right. are not like these little personal, these are small businesses that have customers and are making money and that are the kinds of examples that you should be looking up to. Yeah, they're but, not yes, they're not the exception. But, 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 but I think... Go ahead, Steph. No,
3: I was just going to say, I think it's important to point out that it is somewhat counterintuitive. I mean, right, it very, is. very yes. often in Fizzle and probably everywhere else, we have people who say, I, I know I." Sh- you guys tell us to pick a mark, a target market, but it seems so much more natural to just be general and see what works out. Right. So in a way, this is very against what you would think in your head. You think to yourself, if I start general, I can figure out who likes my stuff. Right. So to me, I, w- I would like to frame this under that, which is why do it the other way yeah. where you... Put yourself on the line and pick a target.
1: And in a lot of these cases, these are just one small interest that people have. It's not their life's greatest passion. It's like something that they were interested in, something that they thought, hey, I care about this as much as anybody else and nobody else is doing a really good
2: job. So Mm -hmm. why don't
1: I give it a crack?
0: Right, they Mm -hmm. care
2: about the problem. The, like solving the problem is interesting this is my favorite thing work. in
0: the whole world though like that's why these things mean the, mo- the most to me because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who go like there's a market for this thing and I made it I don't really care much about it but it works that's what niche site making is about is like how do I find a market that exists and I love that because it's built into this hustle mindset of I actually have to earn a living Yeah, uh, and so and, and this is this is good I'm not I'm not disparaging that but however there's something about these these just more interesting businesses more helpful unique uh, colorful, personally, uh, important kind of int- businesses that are like the thing, like someone like we don't need another video game maybe, but like the person who makes designs a video game that they're just like, I just, re- no, no video game was doing this kind of thing. It look, it's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool when independent makers get to do this stuff.
1: Yeah. And the, um, the guys uh, that you're friends with, Dan and Tom from Studio they're such a great example of this because they made, their first breakout hit, I think, was the Glyph, which was a little uh, holder for your iPhone that you could put on a tripod. Yeah. And um, I remember the Kickstarter. It was a big deal and I bought one and, and then it turns out that you know these guys. They have this process where there's something that they're interested in, like making ice at home mm-hmm. for cocktails, yeah. and they decide to design a product mm-hmm. that helps you do that. It's not the one true passion that they yeah. have right. throughout their own entire life. And they their, their different latest
0: example is perfect. Is, is It's like literally happening right now. If you have a pet, if you have a pet at home, a cat or a dog, you got to look into the show notes for this episode, fizzleshow.co slash mm-hmm. what, 129. Because I'm going to link to the Kickstarter project for their most recent one that just launched yesterday. And it is it is a thing called Obi that is, that plays a laser for your cats when you're not around or for your dog too. And you can set up like, here's where I want the laser your to go. Maybe you're a kid, kid. Yeah. just kid. Uh, and it's it's really well made. It's awesome looking. It's got a cool story. And I don't know if they're going to get it funded or not, but but I they've, they they've never had anything not funded. Um, and so I'm pumped as crap for it because I, they're also doing a podcast. This is really cool for anybody who's like a maker out there or who wants to make stuff. They're doing a podcast documenting the journey every step of the way. They've they've been oh, cool. they've been recording it already. It's like a, for a while
1: for makers, exactly.
0: And so they're doing it with Mike Hurley on the Relay FM network. And that will be, uh, I'll put that, I'll put that in the show notes as well, but go back this Kickstarter campaign because if you have, if you have a a cat or a dog in the house and if you you like lasers, a ferret, Mm -hmm. ferret, probably like lasers too. Maybe ferrets are nice. Okay. So, uh, Steph, uh, tell me about the first one on your list.
3: Okay. So first example of this is one that I think is awesome. So there is a website called queenofsnowglobes.com. And this is by uh, a fizzler by the name of Leah. Leah's business is really cool. She makes custom snow globes and she has really gotten some early traction. She was able to create 300 custom made snow globes that she was that she gave as gifts to the cast and crew of the next Quentin Tarantino movie, which is crazy. So um, she is able to really it's it's very simple. She creates custom made snow globes and she's able to sell them at quite a high price because they are custom. And uh, in some of the conversations I've seen with her on the forum, people sort of automatically assumed that these were like Christmas gift type things, and she corrected that person to say that people order these snow globes as super high-end, interesting gifts all year round.
1: That is an interesting gift. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a custom snow globe. I love.
0: it. Yeah,
3: she's selling them for her VIP offer is nine ninety nine. So she's selling these custom snow globes for a thousand dollars. Wow, that's crazy,
1: and I love it. I just but love there, it's it. It's more like a, a piece of art. It you is. Know, it's it a is. really interesting conversation piece. It is.
0: And this is a per. I mean, I'm. I'm all I can think about recently is the combination between art and commerce and the so like a art. Anyways, I, I won't get into that. Never mind. But uh, I love this idea because uh, arguably, like you know, you find someone who could make a a you know a glass globe and then you do you, you know how to do the crafty things to make all the stuff on the inside and do, it's not like it's not rocket science so to speak but I don't think it, it's easy at all. Yeah, right. so it's not like it's like the bar is set super far out there she's probably just been doing it for long but enough. But
3: had to do something that I think would be scary to a lot of people she had to put herself out there and say I am making snow globes.
0: Totally there's a moment at which she's like well I just do it on the side." Yeah she didn't say
3: like I'm gonna kind of do art yeah. and people can pick the snow globe or the she jewelry. She really did it. Yeah.
0: I love that I yep. think this is a great example. Yep. Love it. Okay. What else we got?
3: Um, next example, we have, let me just check real quick. So we have Brendan Hufford of OK Kimonos. So Brendan's a, a fizzler who creates these adult and child kimonos for, I think it's jujitsu. Ju- uh, so it's basically a you know physical products company where he's selling these different kimonos um, in different colors and shipping them, I think, all over the world.
0: And so they're kimono, they're like these are the, the, the robes that you'd yes. wear if you were about to, you know, grapple with another person on the ground and, mm-hmm. and maybe like they're, you're touching each other. Or maybe in it's the a lot air. Of it's called yeah. a lot of a, rubbing.
2: It's called a gi, it looks like.
0: Uh, kiai. That's what my uh, horse stance punch. punch. Like That's what that sound was. Jiu
1: jitsu and stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Yep. I love, it. I love, I love it. it. I love the
1: name and the and
0: the. So here logo, was an so.
2: example. And these two are kind of physical products businesses, which is just one of many ways to make money right. from an idea. Yeah, but totally. Brendan had an interest in jujitsu, which is one of the hardest words in the world for me to say. Yeah, it is tough. Uh, jujitsu. I don't understand what's just hard about jujitsu. It's just jujitsu. You just get it out of your mouth. <laughs> Sometimes I get, I get bored, I just say jujitsu. You know, I never really know whether to like <laughs> egg it on or... Bring it back in. Frankly, there's it not back a lot in, you no. could do. <laughs> <the thing> is, <laughs> I'm going go, just go over here and <laughs> jitsu it.
0: I'm like roll-around grapple jiu-jitsu guy. You
2: want
0: uh, to <laughs> wrestle? I kind of uh, do want to wrestle.
3: But it. listen, it's important to point out, too, that Brendan, I, I we all know Brendan personally, and he doesn't just have okay kimonos. Just because he has okay kimonos doesn't mean he can't ever do another project again. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the fears people have in, in committing to something. You know, Brendan also has a podcast called Entrepreneurs and Coffee. So just because you commit to one thing doesn't mean you can't pursu- pursue other interests. In and the this future. is a
0: really important thing. For example, um, I had a, a at FinCon, they team every speaker up with like a mentee. Um, and then the uh, the mentee, And I got to meet and just like talk for like 20 minutes or something like that. Um, And she was really great. Now she was talking about how she has this client services sort of thing where she does writing for for a lot of different blogs and things around there. So she gets paid to do this writing thing. And then she was like, but I want to do, I want to build my thing. I want to do something different. I want to not have like a high paid manual labor job. But the first thing I started talking to her about is like, well, what if what if you can kind of get your client work to the point where you're no longer working with clients who are total duds, who but instead who kind of kind of like you're kind of energized by the work you do get to do with people. You're still making some money, so you have some revenue coming in that way. So similar to what you're saying, Steph, just because uh, Brendan has okay kimonos, he can actually turn up the the. Uh, Turn up or down the revenue on this based right. on how much he kind of wants to market or sell. It doesn't, it doesn't trap you mm-hmm. as, uh, as like working for someone else might, or as, you know, not making any money might. So if you get something that even if it's not your life work or your, this is really who I am or what I do, but it, it, it's serving a purpose and it's selling some things, then, it, then it's like, you can actually tune that revenue to a point where it's, it sucks less and and makes maybe a little bit more per suck factor or whatever, and that's why I, for her I recommended the the book yourself solid course because it's so good at identifying who are the clients I actually enjoy working with versus those who are duds. And for anybody listening out there, that's a part of our, of your fizzle membership. Uh, there's a course in there called the Essentials of Book Yourself Solid. We teamed up with Michael Port and and put that together. And so it's real good. So if you do any client work, you should definitely be there. Why aren't you? That's ridiculous. Um, okay, what else we got?
3: Next example is actually a newer Fizzler. Really excited about this one. It's been a cool case study to follow in the, our Fizzle forums. Adam Walker Cleveland has a website called illustratedchildrensmoments.com. And these are some really cool illustrations that you can purchase. His tagline is, bring the Bible to life with illustrated children's moments. And Adam told us in the forums that he... Uh, his mailing list is growing like crazy as he does this. He uh, gained 418 email subscribers in his first week. And he did a pay what you want sale of his product, which he was launching for the first time. And he had 40 buyers, I think, in the first couple of days. Nice. So this is a really great example of just a, a sort of special, unique um, product that you know he's able to market to people who want to be able to teach their kids about the Bible in a way that's illustrated and interesting.
0: Yeah, totally. Another great example of Total personal interest, total, like, very specific, sort of unique, sort of... Well, I can I can do cartoons, so why don't I illustrate these moments, these stories from from the scripture, as it were. You know what I mean? All right, what else we got, guys?
3: Another example is a awesome company called Clean Pits Company from mm. Kelsey Hunt. It's hand-churned natural deodorant, which is really neat. So a lot of people know that um, things, unwanted chemicals in deodorants such as aluminum and parabens can be found in... Traditional over-the-counter deodorants. So she decided to create special deodorants that didn't contain those harmful chemicals that she was felt comfortable, you know, having her family use. And again,
0: there's probably a moment where she was making some of her own personal beauty project products right. just for her and her family or a couple friends or something. When she finally is like, you know what, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yep. just do a little bit of this. You know, see what see how it goes. And then and, and she signed up on uh, on Shopify. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I did a little like, what's it built with sort of look through and she's using Shopify you can sign up I think it's basically free to sign up for Shopify maybe not maybe, but it, even if it's not it's very cheap and then they handle all your all your merchant services stuff Then and, and so all you gotta do is set up the thing and then people buy it if, if you can get people to the site they buy things then you have to like make it and send it to them it's terrific. It's how business has literally always worked, except for there's a website in between. <laughs>
1: well, and and this um this is a great example. We talked a couple of weeks ago about a t shirt business. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um the trouble there was like how am I gonna get people to my site? Right. I sell t shirts. Well, so do a lot of people sell t shirts. Yeah. Not so many people sell what she calls hand churned natural deodorant. And so if somebody's looking for that, there's a chance that they'll just find her site. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, without her having to do a I'm whole lot buy. Of it's hard to find. I'm gonna buy some it's, of
2: this. Uh, yeah, this kind of thing is like it is a need. There's a growing group of people who want this kind of product, and she was probably one of them. Like you said, Chase, yep. and she just said, "Well, hell, I'll be the person who sells it to yep. people." Listen, yep. Paul Graham talked
0: about if you want to start a business, if you want to start a good startup, you live in the future and build what's missing. So mm-hmm. she was just real. She was just ahead of a trend on this natural deodorant thing that's becoming a bit of a of a of a like like just same thing with like health and and farm to table and all of these things that are sort of trends that yeah. that you can be on the front side of. And, and you can live in the future and build what's missing. This was something she felt was missing. Um, okay, what else we got?
3: Another example we have is uh, Tyler Dow, who's a fizzler, who has actually given us a little <laughs> bit of grief in the forums, uh, deservedly so, because Tyler has a website called scoutandcast.com, and it is a place to discover great places to fly fish, Uh, across the country maybe even beyond that and he was kind of razzing us because if you are a fizzler and you're with you've seen the roadmap you know we actually use fly fishing as an example we talk about it all the time on the
2: podcast (laughs) and it's like you guys are spying on me stop telling everyone my
1: business (laughs) (laughs) tyler's not the only fly fisher that
0: we have we do have some fly fishers and i love that i love that example of like listen i know about fly fishing i can i can put together some some resources for people looking for that. Yep. Um, and I know you also mentioned earlier, I want to make sure that she gets in there as well, is Marianne's messhallcocktails.com. Yep, yep. Another example of something where, and she's actually working on building up a spare, a separate thing on the side. Right. And and Marianne, if you're listening, we were talking uh, about your business just like as we were thinking through the stories of other fizzlers. And it's a gra- another great situation where even if you do want to build something on the side of mess hall cocktails or, or, and potentially make that more of where you go next, You can get, maybe you can get mess hall to a place where it doesn't suck as much to do it. It's not a, it's not a a wear and tear on you. You're not, you don't have a lot of dud clients. You don't have a lot of dud tasks that burn you out versus like make you kind of excited. I don't know what that looks like. And that could just mean a season of trying to drum up business like we were talking about with the hustle. Or, or it just means like, you know, it's just not, uh, it's a lot of work to make these things. Who knows? But
2: uh, well, it could just be a couple of key partnerships that could set that on a path to being self-sustaining. It could be a repeatable customer acquisition process, so finding a repeatable way to gain new customers. Are you talking about a CAP, Barrett? Just real CAP, quick. CAP, yeah. You're talking about a customer, a CAP, a customer CAP, acquisition yep. process. And where I'm from, back where I'm from at home, we call that a CAP. And, you know, you really need Woo! to get that and dirty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing like a CAP, you know what I mean? Now nah,
0: I mean, Doc? Man, there's one time I that NASCAR was going like, it's like 100 miles an hour, and I was like, C-A-P. I
2: was man, I thought it. they was going right first, but I always thought they went left. They went God... left, <laughs> dang. And it turns out I'm dyslexic. They go so li- fast around them corners, man, that track's so short. That reminded me of that
1: one time I saw Gator. <laughs> gator look right at me see it's fine if barrett enjoys the metaphor yeah yeah,
3: yeah exactly not
0: okay he's like all right guys let's rein it in uh, sorry more like it's not my role."
2: all reward, right though. guys let's rein it in. It's <laughs> steph's role <raw> today <laughs> i
3: guess so okay i was gonna say i do have one more cool example okay share. which one so this one is actually not from a fizzler but it's a business it's an up-and-coming business i recently heard about on a podcast i listened to and i thought it was pretty neat it's called hooray mail and it's hooraymail.com and it's personalized subscription snail mail for kids so this uh, woman named Katie Evans created this company because she found that her little girl, who I think is maybe four or five, something like that, would get really excited when mail would come to the house and wanted it to be for oh her. My God. Yeah. But she, Katie, the mother, found that if she wanted to, she'd have to like mail her daughter a letter, and the, her daughter would get really excited about it. So what she did instead is said, this is really annoying. It would be really cool if there was a monthly subscription service where snail mail would come to the house for my kids. <laughs> so she created that. And I just think that's a great, great example oh, yeah. of, you know, that's, this is oh, problem. Yeah. No, she found a, this problem. And a it was a, <laughs>
2: a father of a six-year-old. She's just signed up.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> signing up as we speak. And she's
3: even said, it's a pain in the ass for me to yeah. have to send mail to my child. Or Can- convince
0: my friends to do it. Yeah, you and know? so
3: now they get cool, beautiful things in the mail, like stickers and little activities, and it's just a special thing that she gets to do with her children. Oh
0: man, that just breaks my heart.
1: So, oh, and I bet the kids are like, "Hooray! Yeah, yeah. hooray! hooray it's mail! mail!
2: <laughs> hooray! I can, mail!" <laughs> I can already hear half the people in our audience listening to this and going, so you're telling me I got to make a physical products business. Got it. Where's the blueprint for that? Yeah. Well, and that's not no, the this, core this, message the to website this show. Exactly. So I just want to reiterate that, the fact that not all of these right. things were physical yeah. products businesses. Yeah. Yep. They were interesting, unique ways that they addressed the problem or solved the problem for their audience yes. because it, the,
0: the the corollary or the corollary, of this mm-hmm. is, is in in just an info space world is like I'm not teaching you about how to grow business. I'm teaching you about sailing, or I'm teaching you about home cocktails, totally. or I'm illustrated you,
3: biblical moments. I'm
0: te- yeah, or I'm teaching you yeah. about uh, about what microphone to buy for podcasting, or I'm teaching you about I'm teaching you something. Right. But the thing that I'm teaching isn't this big mass culture sort right. of try to get a bunch of people, and it's for people who like this one episode of that uh uh that crazy anime show that got canceled and. Yada yada yada. Like it's about that people uh, like right. who love that. It's like finding the hidden th- messages in it. It's yep. like that kind of niche geeky. Uh, like I'm personally interested in this kind totally. of thing, and it's worth it to me. Yep. Okay. So uh, I mean, anything else? I mean, th- I think we should probably call us. This- call this as it is right now i mean we've given the people what have we given them we've mm-hmm. given them hope we've given them uh confidence what have we else what have we given them? we've given them oh there's that one link to the uh you know the dysfunction website that you can kind of keep to yourself if mm, you don't want to yeah. tell anybody but yep you're it's safe to go to fizzle.com i hope we've
1: given them a laugh we've given there's yeah, been a, a
0: couple laugh. giggles for sure there's mm-hmm. for sure some mm-hmm. giggles. i mean it sounds like a lot of value Sounds like a lot of value. There's a value add. What I'm saying is that Fizzle's a value add. Yeah. And, and, and listen, if, you, if there's a value add for you, what you need to do is go over to iTunes, or I can just click write a review on the Fizzle Show. Or, tell you what, uh, find a friend. Got a friend named Daryl, friend named Terry. Fr- friend named Cheryl, friend named uh, Chester. L. Uh, if you got a spider in your garage named Chester, I have a huge spider in my garage and I named him Chester. And I really don't want him to die.
1: (laughs) Steph Steph
3: freaked out. He's too heavy for his own web. So
0: go find your Chester or your Daryl or Terrell or Laryl or Cheryl. uh, But share the show with someone. That would be amazing if you did that because uh, what I'm trying to say is a value add. It's a value add. Mm-hmm. it's a value add it's
1: a lot of value what it
0: is is it adding
1: value and if you that feel like value you add. didn't get enough value for what you spent on this episode you can send a refund request yes. to support mm. at yes. fizzle.com oh, support Lovely. at would love to hear from you we will <laughs> answer your email just
0: be like <laughs> hey Steph I'll listen here's the thing I paid for the whole podcast I'm like what am I gonna do next I don't have any clues so anyways can you send me back my money hey where
1: should people go for the show notes on this one because there are a lot of really good links and yeah, examples mm. this
0: one's gonna be filled out I've been making notes as we go fizzleshow.com coast slash 129, 129. so we're gonna go for that and I'll be back here in a second in the outro to tell you a little more about what's gonna be there but in the meantime anything else you want to add because if you haven't heard enough of chase you're gonna get more of chase <laughs> there is one rule about chase uh, sometimes he gets sleepy and doesn't want you to bother him but other times he's gonna bother the crap out and of I'll you and I'll be back afterwards <laughs> to fill in any gaps <laughs> uh, any last words no I think we're okay yeah I've you're been more- No, no, I'm not going to be filibustered. Chase is worried about the filibuster. I'm worried about the filibuster. Okay,
1: the strategy just got crazy. Uh, I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. You didn't think I was going to do it, did you? I'm just going to. Steph's here now, so she gets to participate just like the rest of us. Uh, What should we talk about? No, there's no talking. There's no talking. (laughs) I've been Corbett
3: Barr. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I've been Barrett Brooks I don't even know what to do with this right now <laughs> I can do anything power. I've been Steph Crowder
0: Woo! And we'll see you there Or we'll see, see you
3: on another day I feel like we
1: should oh, woo, Learn woo, how, woo, how woo, to
2: harmonize woo, that
3: woo, Yeah. Woo. La. La. La.
2: You nailed it I'm tone deaf <laughs>
3: I'm right there with you <laughs>
0: So there you have it. All right. Thanks, Chris, for sharing your story. We love hearing from you guys in the forums. For show notes for this episode, you're going to go to fizzleshow.co slash 129. You don't want to miss this one because we're going to link to each of those businesses that we mentioned there. As well as this great video from Gary Vee. If you haven't seen it, you don't want to miss it. It's super good. We actually just watched it as a team. Right after we uh, recorded this episode, we all, we all watched that. With a little bit of Jim Rohn thrown in. You're not being valuable! <laughs> Again, you're going to find those at fizzleshow.co slash 129. That's 129, but written in numbers, not in letters. Again, 129, fizzleshow.co, 129, 129. I think it's just neat. Here's an iTunes review from Ben Breerly in Australia. I found this podcast a few weeks ago. I, can, I can't do an Australian accent. <laughs> I found this podcast a few weeks ago and I've been listening to it ever since. I'm often questioning what the hell I'm doing with my side project and whether I should even bother. And listening to these guys makes me realize it's fairly normal to do this. It keeps me going, so please keep it up, team. Sometimes they talk about absolute this is he says an S word here, so and it's one of those four letter S words. I won't say it out on the air. You probably know. It sounds like ship. You know, like a like a pirate ship. We'll just say ship. Sometimes they talk about absolute pirate ships. And seem to take forever to get to the point. Dot dot dot. But I love that too. Yes! Ben, you get it. <laughs> you understand what life's all about and why this show is great, great for people. It's like a, it's like Wheaties. It's like the Wheaties of podcasts, but you can add your own sugar to it. Actually, we add the sugar for you. You know, our goal here is to help you make progress on your business every single week. If you leave us an iTunes review, it can help other entrepreneurs to find this show. So, could you leave us one? It would mean the world. Just sh- go to iTunes, search for Fizzle, click on our faces, and uh, and click write a review. Okay, when you hit your next roadblock, when your arse starts to singe from the fire, remember, you're not alone. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks. I'll talk to you
3: next Fizzle Friday.